Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Well, hey friend, I hope you are doing well with uh, what we are walking through right now with the uncertainty and of the quarantine that we are all staying close to home these days. But I was thinking about creating a survival guide and then I thought, you know what? I don't think God just wants us to just survive through this. I think he wants us to thrive. And so if you were not able to catch last week's episode is my top 10 with Ren ways to thrive during quarantine. And you can check that out one episode back, number 125. Today's episode is number 126 with my friend Candace Joseph. I first met Candace online after she posted the sweetest picture of a hope bird that she had received from her friend Dondra. And we started a friendship online and we were able to connect and record an episode for y'all today. And it is so encouraging. She is such an encouragement. And she's sharing her walk through infertility and her walk with Jesus during that time. So I hope you enjoy it and are encouraged by it. You know, I've heard that encouragement is when you put courage back into someone. And I pray that you are encouraged after listening and that we can spur each other on to show encouragement to others as well. So here is my conversation with Candace. Well, welcome to the podcast, Candace. Thank you, Ren. It's good to be here. This is going to be so fun. Um, I first met you. We've never met in real life, even though we both live in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I first really saw you, heard about you, started following you on Instagram when my friend Dondra gave you one of the Hope Birds mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was acquainted with, I remember seeing the white wall background where you were holding up the Hope Bird and, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know you. And I was like, this is so cool. And then you were tagged Dondra and I was like, this is so neat. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, she gave you the Hope Bird mm-hmm. because y'all had been journeying through a long, long, many years of walking through infertility. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But I am just so excited to actually talk with you after, you know, being on Instagram and Facebook and all that for a while. Yeah, same here. It's going to be great. Okay. So if someone doesn't know Candace, <laughs> would you introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised here. Um, my day to day, I'm a freelance graphic and web designer. So I work from home most days. I'm helping small businesses with logo design and brand messaging, websites, and social media. Um, my hubby also works from home, so we have a pretty fun routine of making and eating meals together or taking Layla for a walk or a little puppy. Um, so, yeah, we just have a pretty, I don't know, it's a blessing to be able to do what we both love from the comfort of home. Yeah, that's what we do. 
That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, let's go back a few uh, a few years back because you received an email from a friend and her husband. Mm-hmm. He had um, heard a sermon on Hannah in the Bible, and mm-hmm. y'all had been walking through infertility, and your friends knew that. It was the day of, I believe, of a negative pregnancy test that you had gotten. And I remember those days of getting the negative test. Mm-hmm. And it is just, you can't really put words to it because it's really devastating. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's just a whole bunch of emotions all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what you said. And I want you to tell me a little bit about what led up to that. But here's what you said. You said, petition paves the way for peace. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting here. You've gotten a negative test. You get this sermon from your friends, which, you know, part of us might be, I don't want to see anything else mm-hmm. from someone or it's welcomed. So tell me a little bit about, I know I just threw about five questions <laughs> at you. I'm so sorry, but there's so much going on. But tell us, talk, yeah. take us through all those processes that you were going through at that time. Okay. Can I take a few minutes to explain why that email meant so much? Yeah. Okay, so if I go back to the beginning of receiving our promise of a baby, um, I would share that I was in a season of wondering, did the Lord even have it for us? You know, like I felt like for a long time, this is just my desire. And when he wasn't answering year after year, because we started trying in 2013, um, I kind of resolved to believe that maybe he didn't have that in the cards for us. Mm -hmm. And it was a desire that, it was just mine. It wasn't something that he had given and that I needed to just move on with my life. Like, okay, I'm just going to table this. Like, Lord, you're not, you're not answering this prayer, which must mean, you know, you don't have this in the cards for us. So I'm just going to put my energy toward everything else. Um, and so I had a relationship with the Lord. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it went sour or anything like that. But I think deep down over time, I did become bitter about that unanswered prayer and wondering you know, why I had it, why I had this desire, why it wouldn't go away, you know. Um, so I think a lot of that was just God calling me out of a season of bitterness. And so he began to bring up the word believe over and over again. Um, and that was coming up in Bible study among friends and in, in Sunday sermons as well. And not knowing what the Lord was secretly doing in my life, because I wasn't talking about any of this publicly at the time. Mm-hmm. It was very private. Um, as most of infertility is for a lot of women, it's a very private, um, journey, but a friend out of the blue sent me a card in the mail, which who does that anymore? Unless yeah. it's divine interruption, you know, uh-huh. she, I guess had the nudge to send this verse to me and it was Luke one forty-five. And as I'm reading it, you know, it's as blessed as she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And I stopped in my tracks and the word believe mm. jumped off of the page. Um, so that grabbed my attention. I was still in a place where things seemed unclear, but the Lord's voice was kind of starting to become very consistent and persistent about this particular topic. So I realized, okay, I need to tune in. I need to start listening. Um, and reading the card, I felt very clearly the Lord say, do you believe I have this for you, that I, I'm going to give you a baby? And I said to him, no, <laughs> but help my unbelief. Mm. And I think there's you know, a man in the Bible that prayed that. And so the yeah. Lord began to do just that. Um, so Fast forward a few months, my husband had a dream, which that wasn't very common either then, mm-hmm. but he had a dream that we were walking and holding hands and he came, we came across this, uh, this sign and it was the name Hannah lit up in lights. And he had no idea what that meant, but he told me about it. 
And he said, I don't know, maybe we're going to have a little girl and name her Hannah one day, or maybe mm-hmm. you just need to go read the story in the, in the Bible. And so we're in the midst of, I think it was December, um, 2015 and you know, Christmas season, crazy town. I'm not thinking about this dream really, even though it, it did have some meaning, I didn't know what to do with it. But finally, um, I felt compelled to go read Hannah's story. So, um, in preparation to leave worship, um, I think it was going to be the first, the first Sunday of January. I spent two days reading Hannah's story, almost inserting myself into her life and, and really understanding the grief that she felt and resonating with that grief. Like I felt like I know this woman and she, she would know me, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I came across this commentary on, on her and I remember reading it. It said childless Hannah was not prayerless. Baron, she still believed. And then, of course, believed, jumped off the page again. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt like the Lord was just continuing to prod and point me in the direction of this word and mm-hmm. to really help me through unbelief um, that had probably rooted for probably a few years at that point. So the next day, I'm leading worship. It's a Sunday. And I have two more friends that send scriptures to me randomly. They don't really know each other, but they're on, they're on the topic of belief. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that happened that morning, right after second service, I was um, leading worship, the song revelation. I'm sure you've heard it before revelation song. Um, A friend came backstage to find me and she had folded up this piece of paper and she, she said, and she was trembling and I could tell she had something from the Lord for me. And, mm. and, and it wasn't um, something that had happened for her in a long time. So she was trembling with, do I do this? You know, like mm. it's scary. I'm going to say something that I'm, you know, she may not be ready for. I'm sure she's yeah. thinking, what, what are you, what's Candace thinking? Where is she in her heart? Right. Not knowing all that God was doing in my heart leading up to this point. But as she's reading this piece of paper, um, I'm realizing what she's saying isn't her words. It's God's words through her. And the first word out of her mouth is Hannah prepare. And so when she called me Hannah, I felt like my, my knees buckled. I, I literally felt like I couldn't stand up because there, there was no explanation for her to know. I had been in that study that I had put myself in Hannah's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the, the rest of the word that she shared was Hannah prepare. Your promise is on the way. I am preparing a place physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I gave you a promise, and I will bring it to pass. Don't doubt in the darkness what I spoke in the light. Now, this is January um, like 3, 2016. So I feel like the question mark that I had hanging over my head from 2013 and on, like, God, do you have this in the cards for us, was answered that day. Mm. Um, it was the only, it was like the only detail I had was, yes, he's promising us a baby, but that's kind of all I had at that moment. It was enough. (laughs) Yeah. It was enough for me in that moment. Um, it was pretty wild, um, Mm. to have a series of confirmations like that, that came from time of study in God's word. So getting to the email that you're referring to after all of this happened, we had taken a meal to a couple, um, who had just had their second baby. We're filling them in all these events, these wild events. Yeah. And the next morning, uh, they didn't know this, but I was late. And so I was anxious. So I was excited about taking a pregnancy test because here all these things are happening. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my heart with hope, it's going to happen any day now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
because you're like, God gave me a word. So it's like, yeah. it's going to come to pass. It's yeah. going to be now, right? I mean, you just gave me the word yesterday. Of course, it's going to yes. come to pass today. Yes. Uh, my, expectation, yeah, right. my expectation was it's going to happen any day. Right. And so taking the test and then it was, it was negative. Of course, mm. I cried, you know, and, and there's always those, those points of confusion. But because I, I knew the Lord was speaking and it was so fresh of, of, a, of him speaking to me, it was so fresh of a word. Um, I think in my heart, I, I really, I could say, okay, Lord, not yet. So yeah. I always felt like it was, it was no longer a no anymore. It was not yet every time. So every time since that day, um, it's been a not yet, you know, and mm. I think there's been some comfort in that. Um, but minutes later I go to check my emails. It's a work day. Um, so probably Monday morning and I'm checking emails and one of my inbox came from the couple that we had just, we had just visited with. And it was the mother's day message recap on Hannah's prayer. And, mm. um, and I think, of course, he knew Hannah, there was, there was a connection there because we had shared that with them about my husband's dream and then all of the Hannah things that had happened. Um, but in that study, I began to learn that petition paves the way for peace. Um, and that sometimes our posture on the outside can affect what's happening on the inside. I felt like through that, um, that message and just my own study time, I felt like the Lord was just nudging me to bring the heartache to him in exchange for his peace. Um, until he was ready to answer, you know, what he promised. But I didn't know he was preparing my heart to do this for three more years. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, in our minds, I mean, you're thinking, God give me a word. He, yes, said the yeah. promise is I'm going to give you a baby. Yeah. Um, did you ever think it was going to come a different way? Did you ever think it was going to, yeah. would leave you through adoption or surrogacy or something like that? Yes, I was always open to how. He was going to answer. And I think one of the things I thought was, okay, I know you've given us a promise now, but it's going to be in whatever way you see fit. I think mm -hmm. I was completely submitted to the how. Yeah. Um, I wrestled more with the when throughout all of this. Mm. Um, when will you finally do what you've promised, you know, kind of thing. And so, yes, we, we were all throughout these years open to adoption, um, surrogacy, we even looked into embryo adoption, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, um, you know, IVF, which came later eventually, yeah, you yeah. know, about, but yeah, I think the how was always got them submitted. I'm surrendered. However you want to answer your promise, it's your promise. So, mm -hmm. you know, do, do it the way you want to, because that's how you're going to get the most glory. And that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to be happiest and most fulfilled anyway. Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump to that because you went through more years, like you said, three more years of infertility and clinging to the promise. Um, but after you went through many IUIs and we went through that, so I understand um, part of that and just the emotional part of everything. What would you say to a woman who is going through that right now that is maybe going through fertility treatments and maybe oh. just wanting, you know, knowing that God has given her this desire for mm -hmm. a child and wanting to not let go of it because God has given that to her. What would you say to her if she's in the process like of where you were about three years ago after you received that from the Lord, but still in the waiting? One thing that I think the Lord had to show me was that even though um, he had given me this promise to cling to, it wasn't necessarily that he wanted me to cling to the promise. He wanted me to cling to him. He's the promise maker and the promise keeper. And so 
I remember a season when I'm going through all of these IUIs, which we did five IUIs, you know, I had a laparoscopy surgery, hysteroscopy, they, you know, did the HSG, all of these um, procedures that we were having done, I had to keep my eyes fixed on him and not the end result that my heart longed for. Mm-hmm. Um, I always hoped that each one of these procedures would bring about the result of a baby because my hope was high. My expectation was high based on what the Lord was showing and, and uh, teaching me. But every time it was met with an unsuccessful you know, result, the Lord would just continue to draw my eyes up to him and say, I want your eyes on me. Um, not just the outcome, you know, not just your promise finally answered. Um, and in some ways, if you've not been given a promise, surrender, you know, your desire back to him, even just set the heart of it, surrender your desire back to him, but continue to move forward as he leads and guides. I don't think any of the steps that we took ever were outside of his will. I think they were part of his plan to build our faith and to build our trust in him. So I would just try to encourage that woman, um, sweet, sweet woman, keep your eyes on Jesus. Just stay tuned in as closely as you can to him and know that he's holding your hand and he has your best in mind and your best is going to, your best from him is going to bring him a lot of glory. Mm. That's a good word. That's a good word. Okay. So we're fast forwarding a few years and you go through IUIs, like you said, all of those tests. And then God has led you to IVF and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to jump in. And, um, and then in August of this past year, just a few months back, um, you received a negative pregnancy test after Mm -hmm. IVF, which is, um, it is very involved in a lot of, I've never gone through it, but I know it's very involved and it's, months. It's not just, you know, a quick two week kind of thing. It's months of preparation for your body and everything. Um, but you, um, got another email, which I'm loving the email thread here. I really am. I'm thinking, (laughs) like emails. No, email is much alive. Okay. (laughs) God can use an email. Um, we know from Candace's story, but there was uh, a quote that came from a friend that said, I have brought you to the place where I am your only option. Share with me about that email and the truth that they spoke to you. Let me rewind just a minute and um, share what happened right before that email, because (laughs) this is the way the Lord works. He he does speak to me in threes. Um, It's the repetition that I think is what makes him so personal to me. Mm -hmm. And so, and personal to I think anyone who's, who's listening. Um, who's looking for his voice and listening for his voice. Before we did IVF, I was about to turn 40 and I was, you know, we were facing this big decision. We had done all of these things up to this point and knew that these were the two options in front of us now, IVF or adoption. We weren't going to pursue surrogacy. Um, A lot of that was for financial reasons and uh, embryo adoption, we hadn't really crossed that bridge yet because my, my fertility specialist felt like I was still okay, you know, and didn't need to, um, you know, have embryo help with that. So we knew we were facing these decisions and, um, and the Lord brought me to a verse and it's Isaiah 49, eight that says in the time of my favor, I will answer you. And when I read those words, um, I kind of felt like I, I came face to face with like an immovable object, like, okay, this was something that the Lord made very clear that I needed to read. 
um, at just the right time because I was wrestling with what do we do now, you know, mm -hmm. moving the ball forward. With fertility, I think with women especially, if, um, if your husband's been checked out and everything for him looks great and you, you then bear the weight of, oh, this is me, it's my body, I'm the one that needs to go to the appointments and to make the appointments, I need to uh, keep showing up, keep cooperating as God leads. And so you just feel this um, burden, this weight. Um, so when I read those words, it was like a peace came over me that all of these actions and these steps that I'm taking in cooperation with him are great. But at the end of the day, our answer and the baby that we hope for would come about when he says so. Mm. Um, and it's going to be in his way and in his time. So with that piece, and I just felt the Lord almost kind of whispered to me to trust your husband to lead and guide you to the next steps. And so I did. Um, we entered in January 2019, and I really waited and listened to my husband. We had a meeting with an adoption agency, and then a few weeks later, a meeting with my um, fertility specialist. And we left the meeting, and I just asked him, asked my husband, how do you feel? Like, which one do you feel most drawn to do? And he felt peace about IVF. And that, for me, was a huge answer to prayer because I was looking for him to have peace to know what step right. to take. And so sure. we did. So um, after a lot of prayer and counsel, of course, we moved forward. Um, and like you said, it's, you know, it's months of prodding and poking and injections. And then, of course, we had the successful implantation of an embryo. You know, you're pregnant until proven otherwise. And we celebrated because, I mean, I'd never been pregnant before, but mm -hmm. I had embryos sitting in my, in my barren belly yeah. for the first time ever. It was huge. And, um, you know, the other huge thing that we celebrated was that we had our, we had done a GoFundMe and, um, to cover the cost of everything and among our family and friends, just the church body and those that were rallying around us. We had, we had our funding fully met by the day before transfer. So God awesome. almost split the sea, you know, for us in a lot of ways. And so the expectation that this was going to happen was just, yes. So high. yeah, very high. Um, when it didn't, um, of course we were devastated and, um, shocked and had to gather ourselves that day. I had told just a select group of women and family, um, who had been praying for us, you know, and we had the negative result. And, um, one of my friends, texted me right away and just said, um, you know, what I'm hearing is that, um, is that this is finished and that the heavens are in, we're in agreement, but my heart, I wasn't sure if it meant this time. And so I'm reading her text and I'm grieving and I don't know what to do with it, but I had learned throughout this journey to not toss out things that didn't make sense to me. Um, but to like, like Mary treasure and treasure it in my heart. And so I just let it sit there. And then a few days later, um, we made our public announcement. And then the couple that you mentioned, the couple that we love, they walked a similar road. Um, they sent us an email. And some of the words in that email, um, they just, it shook our spirits. And in a lot of ways, like, again, another confirmation of what to do next. And like you said, it said something like, you know, I brought you to a place where I'm your only option. I'm going to be your hero. Put your hope in me. I will not fail you. I'm about to do what only I can do. So you can imagine on the heels of this text from my friend who knows me intimately, then getting this, this email from a couple who have walked with us, um, 
who really felt like God nudged them to send it to us. You know, like this came, this came to our inbox this morning, the morning that we made our public announcement. And they said, we both felt the nudge to send this to you guys. And we're standing and believing in prayer. Um, so it was the back to back spacing Mm -hmm. that hit, hit both me and my husband and really started to give us a piece about not doing anything. Um, and beyond that, I asked the Lord, you know, as we're, as we're kind of going through the heartbreak of it and healing from August through maybe September, uh, October, even, I remember talking to the Lord and just saying, you know, what do we do now? You know, thinking there's something for us to do, what we should figure out what what there is to do. Mm -hmm. And I did feel like the Lord said to me, um, what was the last thing I said to you? And immediately I knew he was talking about Isaiah 49, eight in the time of my favor, I will answer you. So Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, we, we had complete peace to just rest um, and do nothing regarding a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, even though our IVF specialist was saying, let's go again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, are you paying for this? Yeah. yeah. You know, or, right. you know, and we had the adoption papers sitting, you know, on my office desk and I'm, I'm thinking, do I start this process now? You know, but we felt like there isn't anything to do. God, you've really made it clear that you're about to do something that only you can do. And mm-hmm. so we're going to choose to trust you. Mm. And that's so exciting because I was thinking and and I had been wanting to reach out to you to say, hey, come on the podcast. I was trying to give you your space since that August, you know, mm-hmm. after that. And but then uh, I mean, literally, I was going to reach out and then I see your announcement that you are pregnant without yes. any <laughs> fertility help at all. Except that it was the Lord's time. And like you said in that verse, that in his favor, he would answer you. And he has. And Mm -hmm. so I, um, so just, uh, I mean, speechless. Because I was just like, well, now I get to have you on the podcast. And you can kind of tell, like, (laughs) you know, here's the promise that God had for you. And now we can see, see to you. So I just love the faith that you have. Um, just displayed to your friends. And I know you've written a blog called the threads of hope, and I would love for you to tell everybody where they can um, find that. But I I love that you have been totally open and just giving God glory. And um, so tell us how you are feeling, how you're doing. And (laughs) now you know that it's a baby girl recently Mm -hmm. found out. So tell Mm -hmm. us kind of a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, it's inexpressible joy, really. Uh, it's hard to put into words when, you know, when you've been given the not yet for so long to now be living in the now, his now um, is overwhelming. And I think I'm still absorbing. I mean, I'm 18 weeks today. Okay. So <laughs> Yay. I'm st- Thank mm. you. I'm still absorbing this new reality that I'm carrying alive. And it's um it's pretty astounding uh and humbling and it's humbling too to to look back over how he's held my hand through it all um he's never again like the word says he never he's never forsaken me you know even when i've yelled at him <laughs> even mm-hmm. when i've cried and left snot on the carpet you know and <laughs> 
shaking my fists at him and tried to make uh, deals with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been such a good and loving father. And all these threads of hope is what I call them. It's the, it's the encouragements and the scripture and the, even the, the different deposits from people in my life that he's placed at a specific time to encourage me just when I needed it. Um, all of the threads of hope, I look back on them now and just in wonder, like, wow, you know, look at what you did. Like, what, look at how you wove it all together. And now I'm getting to see, you know, before I just saw the backside of the tapestry and it was a mess. And now I get to see the front side and it's, it's beautiful. And I can see a fuller picture, not the fullest, the full picture yet, but a fuller picture fuller than what picture. I used to. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. Okay. So where can we find your blog? Um, it's just my name, CandiceJoseph.com and forward slash blog. Um, because I also do graphic design. You're going to see some other things there, but I do feel like the Lord started to tell me to write the story after I got pregnant. I mean, I mm. felt like he just very specifically said it's time to start sharing more. Um, and I had always shared through Instagram posts, but this gives me an opportunity to kind of be more wordy yeah. <laughs> and I can't. I yeah. can't worry. So, um, but to get more detail, you know, and the more mm. backstory about what God was teaching me. And, and that's been a real fun thing to go back to and see, um, and to be encouraged by like all the detail that he mm. has woven in and, um, how he was speaking throughout, you know, this, the whole journey. Well, I love reading it and I know your family and friends and people that don't even know you will be so encouraged to read it and to see how you look at things and how God is moving and how he has been moving. Mm-hmm. But okay. So the last, I mean, our time has gone by so fast. I wouldn't <laughs> ask you like way more, but um, at the end of each episode, I asked my guests, what are they eating? What are they reading? And what are they loving? So what do you think? Okay. So it might be a pregnancy craving, but I'm loving oranges. <laughs> okay. They're so healthy. <laughs> They're so, so good. But no, other than that, I love so delicious ice creams. Have you heard of these? I have seen them. Okay. I've never eaten it though. Yeah. They're great because they, they'll make them in like dairy free and okay. sugar free. So I started to watch what I was eating probably two years ago and just trying mm-hmm. to cut back on sugar, um, some other things. And so I've been addicted to so delicious ice cream since then. Okay. Highly recommend. Okay, what's your favorite flavor? Um, there is a chocolate turtle. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's really yummy. But they have just your basic vanilla bean too. So okay. okay. Yeah, they've got everything. There's there's some really great flavors that they have. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. What are you loving? Loving. I'm loving blogging. Um, interestingly enough, I you know, I never thought I would get into this, but um, as I'm going back through my journal pages, like I talked about, you know, just seeing God's hand in every detail of my story and our, and our baby's story, baby girl, um, just to see how in control he is and being reminded of his faithfulness and his miracle working power. My goodness. It's giving me a lot of peace, you know, and especially now that I'm carrying, this is a brand new territory for me, um, that I only ever dreamed of. I only ever dreamed of being able to carry a baby. Um, so to have that peace as I look back over his faithfulness has been really sweet. Mm, And I like to just, 
I think there's a sweetness too about other women after I've shared something, writing in to say, hey, I'm not even struggling with infertility. This is not my struggle, but I'm waiting on God for something else or mm. I'm struggling with something else and, and what you've shared you know, meant something to me or, or reached me in a certain way. That's been so rewarding. And yeah. anytime I can point someone's eyes back to Christ, like I needed when I was in those places, that is such a blessing. Um, mm thankful that he's allowing what he's done in our lives to be used to just continue to bless other people Mm -hmm. even now. I love that. Okay. What are you reading or what have you read in the past that you love? Well, right before um, we did IVF or actually it was before and then right after I was reading, um, have you heard of it's not supposed to be this way? Oh, Lisa. Yeah. I just felt like she put into words everything I was feeling, you know, mm. the uncertainty of the decision that we were facing. And then after the failed idea, just how disappointing and heartbreaking that was. It just kind of helped me process the pain of it, mm. you know, in a way that pulled me closer to the Lord. Instead of, I usually I would push him away <laughs> um, sure. because it was so hurtful, you know, yeah. but yeah. it really helped to pull me closer to him. And I was thankful for that book at that time. Um, I'm going to start reading Baby Wise now. Yeah. So, <laughs> haven't yeah. started. I, it just got dropped into my Amazon cart. So okay. I'm excited to start that in preparation for our baby girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so are y'all going to reveal the name of your baby? Or are you going to wait? We are. We're working on the middle name because okay. <laughs> the Lord gave us our first name mm-hmm. and you know, jokingly, we've always told our family, well, we get to fight about the middle name now. Well, we really are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not fighting about it, but it's been hard to narrow down because oh, there's yeah. a lot of fun ideas. And But yeah, we That's will. Awesome. Most yeah. people that have followed our journey really closely already know her first name, but I think it'll be really fun to kind of share every, every part of it, you know, yes. and the story behind that when it's time. When so. it's time. I love it. I love surprises. Yay. It's great. <laughs> Well, tell everybody where we can find you on Instagram as well. Okay. So um, it's just Candace L. Joseph. L is my middle name, Lynn. Um, just Candace L. Joseph on Instagram and then CandaceJoseph.com for my website. That's great. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Ren. It's been great. And I cannot wait to see all the neat things that you're going to be able to partake in and enjoy with your sweet baby girl. When is your due date? August 17th. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Well, good deal. It is very exciting. I'm oh, sorry. and I just felt her kick her <gasps> punches yesterday. <laughs> That's the so, most incredible. It was feeling. so wild. I, I I dropped everything. I put my hand where I felt it and mm. just cried. Mm. Ran into the to the, my husband's studio and just with tears said, "I just felt her." You know that he started mm. getting teary eyed. I've been waiting and praying for that moment for a couple of weeks now because everyone's been asking, "Have you felt her yet?" You know. Mm-hmm. And then to finally feel her, it's like she's wow. saying, I'm really in here. Uh-huh. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so that was really sweet. That's awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story with us. This You're is welcome. very encouraging. And I love how you just point everybody back to Jesus. Yeah. Thank so, you thanks. for having me, Ren. I appreciate it. It's an honor to share. It's really an honor to point, to point people back to the Lord, um, especially when their hearts are weary. And they, they just want to throw in the towel with him or with their situation. So um, thank you for having me. 
Well, there is so much to love about Candace, but I especially love how she points our conversation back to Jesus and gives all the glory to Him. So I would love to hear what you thought about this episode through a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. And after listening to this episode, remember all the links will be at renrobbins.com. Okay, that's going to do it today. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend. Thank you.